We're going government name here in the fast lane at the <laughs> ACC basketball tip-off because it's not Joel Berry. It's Joel Berry the second. Hey, we got to keep it official here you in the fast lane. got to keep it lane. official. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. ACC <laughs> Network basketball analyst, former North Carolina Tar Heel. As your career wrapped up playing in Chapel Hill for Roy Williams just a few years ago, we won't date you or anything. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> did you envision that this would be something that you've now done for a couple of years, that you would grow into this role? I didn't envision this. Um, I thought I would still be playing. Um, but, you know, as life goes on, you have to take pivots and you have to take some turns. And um, I knew my parents growing up, they wanted me to be well-rounded. And part of being well-rounded is being able to do things like this and being able to adapt to what life throws at you. Um, and now that I'm here, I'm, I'm so happy that I made this, this decision. It's a way that I can continue to grow, continue to get better. I treat it like basketball each and every day. Um, just trying to hone in on my craft and get better and better. This is my third year, and I look to be I look to be around for a long time. So you've got a unique perspective because you played recently enough that you can, hopefully at least, remember what it's like <laughs> to be a player. Right. Um, but you've seen what it's like to, to max out what you can do as an athlete and then find your next journeys in life. How much do you lean on that now when you connect – with players at different levels, I would imagine, in particular, your alma mater, North Carolina. Yeah, well, the, the, the thing is you have to take advantage of the now, and you can't look too far ahead. You have to look at what can I, how can I maximize what I'm doing. And from my freshman year, I, I was terrible my freshman year, but I maximized that time, maximized my summer between freshman and sophomore year, and I was able to make a jump that, uh, that I wanted to make and be able to start my sophomore year. And then by the time I end of the end of my career, I felt like I got everything that I should have, and I exhausted every single relationship that I, I wanted to uh, to wanted to have. And I think that's part of what these guys are doing. I wish I was a little bit later so I could get a little bit of that nil. But you know, everyone has to. We have to have people that set the path. And I was just one of those guys, one of those guys to be able to make that happen for for these guys today. Former North Carolina Tar Heel, now ACC Network basketball analyst Joel Berry II, stepping into the fast lane. So you mentioned <laughs> you wish you could have gotten the NIL. I'm sure, especially at a place like Carolina, oh, yeah. you see the dollar figures going <laughs> in your head. Advice on how to handle that. It, do people approach you about that? And if so, what do you share with them on how to, like you said, seize the moment, but also understand that it's probably, you know, it's it's a great temp job. It's a very lucrative temp job, <laughs> but it may be only temporary for a handful of years. Right, right. And, you know, it's, it's putting you in a different space in life where you have to balance something else. You know, you're already having to balance going to class, and then you also have to balance just being um, just being a kid growing up, being away from home. And now you add in this aspect of having to have a schedule, know when to, know when to say yes and when to say no. And because the one thing we have to keep the main thing first, and that's basketball. And you have to be able to make sure that you are stepping on the court, putting on the best product that you can. And so it, it, it's pretty tough. I haven't had any guys come to me yet, but I'm a, I, I think with guys being able to see the position that I'm in, um, I will have some guys come to me. But um, I, my only advice would just keep the main thing the main thing and that's basketball, and be humble with, with with all that you're doing, and take advantage of this time. You know, I wish I would have had it, as I as I uh, alluded to earlier. I wish I had that, but I didn't. Um, but if I did, I would have been able to maximize because you just never know in this life 
what the next day looks like. Joel Berry, the second from ESPN and ACC Network basketball analyst in the fast lane. We'll put to your alma mater, <laughs> North Carolina, as an example of this with Armando Baycott in particular, Virginia native from a few hours away where we're based. He's from Richmond, Virginia. Um, the NIL space is it reasonable to say that that's allowed players like Armando Baycott, and you can look at others, your Timmy Oscar Sheway, that may not have a real defined path in the modern NBA. They can stick around in college and make it a lucrative endeavor before they have to decide what's next. Yeah, they can. And I think that's what's great um, about this whole NIL is you don't realize how hard it is to get to that next level in the NBA. You know, we all have aspirations, and we had aspirations to be able to get that get to that level. But as you get closer, you see how hard it is. You see how there are so many players with the same aspirations that you have. So guys that necessarily don't have – or, or don't want to take that next step, they can take advantage of this time, and I think that's what's great. We have a lot of college players that have, are, were, were really, really good that just didn't make it to the next level, and that happens because a lot of luck goes into it and just right time, right place goes into it as well. So being able to take advantage of the now, as I alluded to earlier, you have to be able to take advantage and maximize what you have right now, and I think Armando Baycott sees the benefit of that. Uh, guys like Austria Seaway, who came back and, and, and made the best of it. It's awesome that guys have the ability to be able to come back and not feel like they have to make that, take that next jump just to chase a dollar. Joel Berry II, ACC Network basketball analyst, stepping into the fast lane. Um, the North Carolina team as well. Two years ago, or two seasons ago, they struggle, get it together five minutes away from a national championship. Last year, they struggle, it never gels, and they don't make the NCAA tournament at all. What, where is this program right now, and what's been a very unique first two years for Hubert Davis as the head coach? Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty rare for a coach to go to the NCAA tournament, or, or to the national championship, rather, in their first year. Um, and then when you look at that team, they really didn't start hitting it off until February, March. Um, they had they they started out a little bit right before the Duke game, and then from the Duke game on, they were amazing. Um, and coming into last year, the expectations were there. You got all the media people pulling you, saying you're the number one, you're the number one. That's not easy. That's hard. That pressure is hard. And I just think it could it, it, it kind of took a toll on them. And then also you have guys that want to be able to in, 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 take that next step in their games. And I just don't think all of that gelled together. Um, I don't want to, you know, call out players because I, I want the best for all players in this league and I want the best for all the guys at Carolina. Um, but there were some things behind the scenes that were causing some troubles. And I just think, um, you know, you have to be able to be on one same page and you can't have uh, players over here saying, uh, you know, I, I, and then have players that saying team. All of it has to come together for one common goal, and I think that was the problem this year. But coming into this year, they have a lot of great pieces. They bring in Cormac Ryan, who knows this league better than anyone um, in this league. You have Harrison Ingram coming in, a guy that's very versatile, that can play the three, can play the four to create a lot of advantages. Um, and they have Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis back. Um, so I think there's a mixture of guys who have already who know the program and guys who are coming in with a chip on their shoulder from other programs. And uh, I think it's a good mixture, and I look forward to it because I really think that Carolina has all the pieces, and I know 
that they want to uh, wipe that taste out of their mouth. And um, I want to be able to brag about my, my alma mater as well. So I, I look forward to it. Joel Berry, he is a North Carolina Tar Heel, and he's now an analyst for the ACC Network. Joel Berry II, got to get that part in, got to get it correct. <laughs> so you come back hopefully in the fast lane. Um, the, the, you mentioned the, the I versus me component, the I me versus the we component. Yep. Um, it's evident in a lot of different programs. How much is Hubert Davis at North Carolina learning that you may have to give a smidge in terms of the player's overall athletic ability, but you can gain that back if he's developable. I don't know if that's even a word, but we're going we're gonna to pretend like <laughs> We'll make it one. If, we'll make it one. If he's a developable player and will allow himself to be coached to the way that Roy Williams seemed to do it very well at North Carolina and – I'll get selfish for our listeners, but Tony Bennett has mastered that, it seems, at yes. Virginia. Yeah, I think it, a lot of it has to do with helping the player define their role. You know, coming into college basketball, you're, you're coming from a place uh, in high school where you're the, you're the man. You have the ball in your hand. You do whatever you want to do, and then you're coming into an environment where now the next guy to you might also be a McDonald's All-American. So I think with being able to help guys and funnel them in the right direction to be able to understand not only role definition, but how to be effective in that role. You know, sometimes constraints can be good for us just as humans overall. Uh, so being able to give a guy the ability and the freedom to play within restraints, knowing that they can go out here and I know this is my role, I think that's the huge thing. Um, and I think that's what happens when you have guys that stay around and being able to develop. And I think Coach, Coach Davis is trying to figure that out. And I don't, you know, it's not easy going being a head coach. And it takes time to be able to understand how to relate to guys, how to get them to be the best that they can be. Coach Williams maximized my career. Coach Davis has the same intangibles to be able to do that. And it just takes time to be able to figure out what that what that is and how to, to basically have that learn-to-learner mentality. So bigger picture on coaching success. You mentioned UC Promise and Hubert Davis. I'll use yes. Tony Bennett as an example as well. How often is it reasonable? And John Shire Duke seems like he's fitting this. Where if you're a successful head coach, you probably had enough talent to play in college and maybe even in the association, but you're not the superstars, so you know how to get the most out of a player's ability as opposed to, hey, I was so good, I'm going to ask a player to do something that I could do, not realizing that, like, you were a superhuman <laughs> athlete and nobody else can do that. Right, right. Well, the thing about Tony Bennett, you know, I played against those teams, London Perantes, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Gill, and just thinking about those teams, I'm getting nightmares because that those teams were amazing. Um, the thing about it is it's a new environment, and now you have it to where guys can, if they're not getting playing time, it's easy for them to say, hey, I'm just transferring. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a tough place, but coaches have to adapt to the environment. And now it's being able to have that communication. I think that's the biggest thing is being able to communicate up front, be honest with these kids about what it is that you want from them and what do you want to see and then allowing these kids to be able to have the freedom to go out and do that. And communication, more than anything, will solve those problems. Um, but having guys that have been in, the pla in those places where guys, where, where players are wanting to get and wanting to do and accomplish does help um, when it comes down to maximizing a guy's career. Joel Berry II from the ACC Network, ESPN, and before that, 
the University of North Carolina here in the fast lane. Joel, would you like to accept my ibuprofen peace offering as apparently bringing up the Virginia Cavaliers brings back nightmares and it, headaches? I need it, man. I need it. Those teams were amazing, I have to say. So we will transition from that with a cheesy segue over to the Virginia Cavaliers and Tony Bennett's team this year. Is it are we at the point now where I mean people don't know exactly what to expect? There's a lot of roster turnover, but you it's dangerous to pencil them in as a top four team in the ACC. But is it reasonable to say that when they have talent, even when the pieces are trying to gel together, that by the end of February and early March, they could be trending to be a double by team in the ACC tournament? Yeah, and I think that's the hard thing is um, you never want to count Coach Bennett out. I mean, the way that he is able to be strategic in what he does, being able to change things up, and just the uniqueness of his offense and his defense and being defensive-minded, um, it's hard to pencil him out. But I think, you know, when you look at their roster, they lost a lot last year. And guys who just came into the program one year, um, you know, you have – or two years. You have guys like Kihei Clark that have been around. But a lot of these other guys came in and had one or two years. Um, Virginia does have – they do have the talent. It's about new guys stepping into new rules. I alluded to it earlier. You have to know what your role is. Guys like Isaac Manili, Ryan Dunn, they have to step into new roles, being uh, more assertive, on, especially on the offensive end. They, they, know what de they know what they expect defensively, but offense is where Virginia has struggled in the past, and I think that's the next step that they have to take to be the team that they want to be. And with some of the transfers coming in, I think these – I think I want to say I, – I just I, – I can never count to Coach Bennett out because – he is a phenomenal coach and is able to get the best out of his players. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so different. <laughs> it, it, it's very different. In, in most programs, it's like you have to push them to be better at defense. And Virginia's like, no, it's okay to score. <laughs> right, right. And I think that's just been kind of the Achilles heel for, for Virginia is the offensive end. You know, there, there are stretches where they go five minutes without being able to score the ball. The name of the game, they don't they don't put on the scoreboard how many defensive stops you can get. Even though that's part of the game, they put on the scoreboard how many balls, how many baskets go through. Um, and I think that's the that that can sometimes be the problem. And um, I just think that's something that they will they will have to work on. And I believe Coach Bennett is stressing that. But it's also, as to my point, Coach Bennett has a great way of just being able to adapt and be able to change things up to be able to get the best out of his players. And I know that they'll do what they need to do to, to kind of, you know, get that up-tempo in the, on the offensive end. Joel Berry second with us in the fast lane from the ACC Network. Virginia Tech, the other team in the Commonwealth. Things still look good, but it looked more promising until the announcement Tuesday evening, Tuesday, uh, October the 24th, the night of, that – Rodney Rice transferring out of the program. Yeah. How much does that shake things up for Virginia Tech? It shakes it up pretty uh, a, a lot, um, to, to simply put, because I had him. Mike Young going to need these ibuprofen? <laughs> oh, yeah. You might want to save that for him if you get a chance to talk to him. Um, but Rodney Rice was a guy that's come, that, that, that came into the program and only played 153 minutes last year because of injury. And everyone was expecting him to be that, that, that player. When you talk about a go-to guy for their team, he was the guy that everyone was looking at. And with him departing the, the, the program, 
that's a huge hit, and that throws a wrench in your in the way that you approach this season. Um, you know, they already have Sean Padula. They have Hunter Couture. Um, and we know what they'll bring. Sean Padula is a guy that can, you know, 15 points a night, will, will, will take care of the ball, can break defenders down, get into the paint. Hunter Couture defensively is one of the top defenders and then can shoot the ball. Um, Rodney Rice was going to come in and be that guy that does it all for them and being able to get to the basket and score. Still had to develop his perimeter shot, but he had the ability to do a lot. Um, so I think that throws a wrench. But they still have a few pieces that they can rely on, in particular Sean Padula and, and, um, and Hunter Couture. And then MJ Collins got thrown in the mix last year as well, who took a big step. So expect him to step right into that role and try to fill that void of not having Rodney Rice. Joel Berry the second from the ACC Network here in the Fast Lane. Joel, a pleasure to speak with you. We enjoyed Always. chatting today. Yes, and we'd love to chat again as the basketball season gets moving. Yes, have me on anytime. <laughs> Joel Berry the second with us here in the Fast Lane from the ACC Network and the ACC Basketball Tip-Off.